Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church, here on the 25th of July, and um, we're going to be speaking on living a life for the Lord, uh, living a life for the Lord, some, some things that uh, I've really been praying about this week. So we're going to start here in Genesis chapter 1, if you would, starting in verse 26, and we're going to have a word of prayer after that. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, uh, and over all the, of all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day you've given us, Lord. Dear Father, I pray that you would just help us as we go through your word, that you would show us something in it that we may be able to better serve you with this week. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so right off the bat here, we're getting into the word of the Lord right here in the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible. And we read about God creating men, right? Later on, he talks about exactly, you know, how he created a woman and different things. But here, right off the bat, talking about creating men. And he said, in our image, and we know, referring to the Trinity, really. I know there's some thoughts of different thoughts about that, but that's exactly what he means. There was no men before this. And so in our image, meaning God the Father, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit, and we are made, really, to fellowship with Him. Can you imagine walking through the garden with the Lord? I can't imagine that. One day we're going to get to do that, aren't we? But you know, we can do that now. We really can. And I want to show some examples of different people of the Bible and some of the things that we can really have this fellowship with Him in this world. Sometimes we think, we get to heaven. No, we can do that now. We get to heaven, of course, it'll be face to face and it'll be wonderful. That old nature will be gone. Sin will be a past thing. But we can actually walk with God now, my friend. In that thought, let's go to Genesis chapter 5. We're back here anyways and we'll be going to the New Testament, if you would. But at Genesis 5, for now, we're going to start here in verse 22. And it says, And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years, and begat his sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred and sixty-five years. And Enoch walked with God, and was not, for God took him. Imagine that. We surmise through all that, and there's another verse that we're going to read to, to verify this, that God took him to heaven. He did not die. My dad always said that God said one day, you know what, Enoch, we're so close to heaven in our fellowship. I'm just going to take you on home with me. You imagine that. Elijah and him were the only two that didn't die. Went straight to heaven. You imagine that. But he walked with God. What does this encompass? What does this entail? Well, let's turn back here to Hebrews. Hebrews. I know we've read some of these verses in the, in the recent past, but the Lord really laid this on my heart. I, I tell you what, I think sometimes that we have not, we have not thought about our service for the Lord like we ought as Christians in America. I can't speak for the rest of the world, 
But in America, I have not seen, with the exception of a few people, the excitement that ought to be there as we serve the Lord. This ought to be an exciting time. Exciting. We're going to we're, we're on a crisp, crust, crux. I'm going to say that right. I believe. And when Jesus Christ is going to come for his church. And that should excite you, my friend. And if you're not saved, hey, it should drive you to your knees to ask Christ in your heart. Forgive your sins. Remember, because of that sin, back there in Genesis, when we read about Adam and Eve, they were separated by sin from the Lord. But salvation, meaning the say, the being, being forgiven of our sins by asking Jesus Christ into our heart and life, believing he is God, you know, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For by grace are ye saved through faith, not of your works. Right? That to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. And that old verse that was said a hundred times, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Asking him in your heart and life, believing he is God, and died, lived, died, and rose again lived a perfect life and died for your sins, if you ask him to come in your heart and life and forgive you of those, that you don't have to pay for them again. He'll pay for them. He has paid for them if you just accept the gift. So that separation is no longer. So getting back to our message, I kind of got off our, our message, didn't I? But in this thought of a life lived for the Lord God Almighty and the excitement that it should bring, this... Enoch walked with God and God took him. What does that mean? Can you walk with God? I think you can. But what does that mean? Let's look at Enoch's life in light of Hebrews. If you would, Hebrews chapter 11. A wonderful, wonderful chapter. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6. And it says, By faith. What is faith? You know, that evidence of things hoped for and all that in that one verse. But I like what a little kid said one time, Maslin, she said, to believe God. And that's true. By faith. Enoch believed God. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. So right off the bat, he pleased God. By what? His faith. He believed God. He walked with God. He had faith. Verse 6, it says, But without faith, that's to believe God, it is impossible to please him. Now it said he was translated because he pleased God. We well, pleased God because he had faith, it says here. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So right off the bat, we know that Enoch pleased God. He pleased him because of his faith, and that we know that he diligently sought him. You seek God on a daily basis, my friend. Let me ask you this. How much time do you spend with him? What do you say? What do you mean by that? Well, it says here he walked with God. But he walked with God because he pleased him. Well, he pleased him because he had faith. 
And all this was, I think, as, as a reward of them that diligently seek him. Do you diligently seek the Lord? Do you really, with gusto, read his word to see what it says for you today? Well, first, of course, like we said, you need saved. But if you're saved, is your life exciting for the Lord? If it isn't, I will lay money down that it's because you haven't spent enough time with them. Do you spend time with them on your knees? In his word? Do you get to his house, the church, like you're supposed to? A good church that believes the Bible as is. It's, it's an errant, perfect, trustworthy word of God. Do you? You spend time with him. Enoch did. And because he did, he pleased God. And he had the faith. God actually took him straight up into heaven. And that's something. But And through that, he walked with God. You can walk with God today. So we know that God made us for fellowship. We know that there was one example there of God walking with a man after all this sin happened. Well, let's stay here in Hebrews. And we're going to look in chapter 11 and verse 7. Or, excuse me. Yeah, Hebrews 11 and verse 7. By faith, now here again, we go that faith thing, believe God, by faith, Noah being warned of God, of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared the ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became an heir of righteousness, which is by what? The end of the verse again, and by faith. In other words, by faith, Noah, Noah worked for God. He, he went and did exactly what God wanted him to do. He worked the work that God gave him to do that saved humanity, let alone his house. He worked the work that God placed into his lap. Now, if you're walking with God and you're spending time with him, I know that he's laid something on your heart whether you're supposed to witness to your neighbor, spend more time in prayer. Of course, we all are, right? Both of those things. Maybe he laid on your heart you're supposed to be a Sunday school teacher, a nursery worker, a preacher, a missionary, or just a Holy Ghost, God-sent carpenter. If you're a carpenter, that you're a Christian carpenter, not just a carpenter. You are a Christian mechanic, not just a mechanic. That you are doing God's work on a daily basis, right in the corner where you are, like the old song says, right? You're doing the work that God's placed in your lap, especially the spiritual work, and telling people about Him. Remember, in the old days, the Jews were supposed to hold God's name in front of the world. In the New Testament, the New Covenant, the church is supposed to hold God's name in front of the world. Well, my friend, that's us. We're supposed to be holding God's name in front of the world. And do the work that he's put into your lap. Staying in this chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to look in verse 8. And it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out and not knowing whether he went. He went where God told him to go. In this journey, in this walk, not only are we supposed to walk with the Lord, have faith, diligently seek Him, 
We're to do the work that He's placed in our lap, but we're to go where He wants us to go. Whether He has laid on your heart to go to Indonesia, Milwaukee, or maybe the neighborhood where you're at, where to go. Go and tell. Where to go exactly where He wants us to go. Not only did Abraham go, but he at that time, I mean, these other nations, you know, they were like city-states and different things going across maybe enemy territories. He was under the protection of his clan. And, you know, he was from Ur of the Chaldees. He basically was a Persian. So he was staying in a safe place. God says, no, no, I don't want you here. I've given you a place that you are going to be a new a father of a new nation. And you're going to hold my name in front of the world. And Abraham didn't question God. He went. He went. Staying in this chapter again, we're going to go down here to verse 26. 24 rather verse 24 speaking of Moses verse 24 and it says by faith there we go again let me tell you what this faith thing must be important huh believing God must be very important by faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer the afflictions of the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, there again we go again with that faith thing, he forsook Egypt, not referring to the wrath of the king, for he endured, and seeing him who is invisible, he believed there was God, and he chose Honestly, Moses chose God over this world's comfort. So how in the world do we serve the Lord? Well, I'll tell you what, knowing that we are to fellowship with Him, we're supposed to be walking with Him, have faith and diligently seek Him, please Him, right? We're supposed to do the work He's put in your lap. We're supposed to go where we're supposed to, He tells us to go and do what we're supposed to do. And like Moses, we are to choose him over the comforts of this world. And over the comforts of this world. Two more sets of verses, if you would. We're going to turn to Philippians. Philippians chapter 3, if you would. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. A little book back there Paul wrote. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8, and it says, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but done, that I may win Christ. I tell you what, Paul was a Pharisee. He had position, probably had money. He turned his back on all these things and chose Christ over position. He chose Christ over comfort. He chose Christ over how the world thought of him. That's something. Speaking of him still in Ephesians, going back here a couple books, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Ephesians. And chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3 
Ephesians chapter 3, and we're going to go to verse 8. Ephesians 3, 8. I'm looking at it, and I'm looking. I'm sitting in Galatians. I almost read Galatians three. Telling you what, my mind is everywhere today. I'm sorry about that. Ephesians chapter three. I'm looking at that verse, thinking that's not what I want. Ephesians chapter three, and verse eight, and it says, "Unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable." Riches of Christ. Paul understood that the grace, that there was grace in his humility and there was excitement in choosing God over position. And even though he felt he was the least among the apostles, I tell you what, he did some of the greatest things. He, he propagated the gospel to the known world. He chose God over the ease of everybody liking him, over money, over position. And now he has written most of the New Testament, ended up being that, and was crossed the known world. They said that he was a short man, tradition says. Bent over from all the beatings, weepy eyes, didn't speak very well. But when he spoke, the Holy Spirit spoke and shook the known world for the Lord. A remarkable thing. All because that he found wonder and excitement in a life lived for God. Isn't that something? A life lived for God is an exciting thing. Now how do we do this? We walk with Him through faith and diligently seeking Him. In doing that, we please Him. Knowing we're created to be walking with Him in the first place anyway. We do the work He puts in your, in your lap, whatever it is. We go where He tells us to go, wherever that is, even if it's your next door neighbor that a lot of us have been neglecting to tell, right? Or a relative, right? We choose the comforts or God over the comforts of this world, rather like Moses did. God's first. Even if it's an uncomfortable situation, we do what God wants. Right? And like Paul, we choose God over the positions of this life, the finances of this life. We understand that through grace and humility is how we really serve the Lord. And it's an exciting journey. I have never been more excited than today. I've gotten a chance to witness to so many people, even with this COVID thing going on where we can't get out like we're, we'd like to, can't knock on doors like we'd like to. We Just before all this hit, one of the members of the church, Frank and I, were starting to get out there and hand out tracts. Like we it's like, got to get this done and then all this stuff hit. But you know, God has really given me opportunity. How does that happen? If you ask, God will give it to you. This is meant, this Christian life is meant to be exciting. This Christian life is meant to be, to be all-encompassing. We are to be, it's exciting. And now who wants to have what you have if you are a Debbie Downer? 
you you don't enjoy your Christianity. You don't seem to enjoy God's uh, presence in your life. And then you go to witness to somebody, and they say, "Why well, do I want what you have?" Right? It's exciting, my friend. The closer you get to God, the more exciting you'll get. A couple thoughts I had for us this week. Please consider all these things. Go back over these verses. I'm telling you, you are meant to walk with God. You are meant to fellowship with Him. And then to go and tell people about Him. It's an exciting adventure. It really is. It's more exciting than anything this world has to offer. So, that's all I have for you this week. Let's have a word of prayer before we just, we close here. Dear Father, I thank you for this day you've given us. And I pray, Lord, that we have gotten something out of your word to get out there and be excited and tell people about you. One of these days you're going to come and we have a lot of work to do. And I thank you for what you've given us, Lord. Thank you, especially for Jesus Christ dying on the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, you guys have a great week. Again, I'm sorry about not getting... Uh, broadcast out last week. This will not happen again. In fact, I might do a second one this week, what I should have spoke on last week. But um, I hope that you have a good week. And please, maybe some poor lost soul, you can run into them and tell them about Jesus Christ. Yes? All right. You guys have a great week and walk with the Lord, my friends. Bye.